Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm great, guys. Good morning. Good to be with you. Good to have Hi. you. Before we get to the business at hand, I saw Cuomo on the cover of Rolling Stone. When the hell are we getting Balone on the cover of for Rolling real? Stone? Ah. Yeah, I don't think anytime soon. Although that would be super cool. All right, well, maybe we'll start at Newsday. Just like a full page, you know, front cover. Steve Bologna. You got the, like the power suit on. You're crossing your arms, kind of giving that like mean stern, you know, Bologna look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the governor, he's, he's pretty good at pulling that off, I got to yeah. say. I'll probably be smiling. So, hey, uh, we thought we were getting so much closer, and we learned that, you know, a couple days ago that Long Island is is ranking last, only meeting two of the seven requirements uh, for getting to phase one of the reopen. Is there anything else that Long Islanders, specifically Suffolk County residents, can do to help more than they're helping right now get closer and closer to that phase one process? You know, what was interesting, they, the state came out with a survey that they did of, of where people are coming from who are, are uh, being hospitalized because there's still uh, many people going into the hospitals. Right. And that's one of the metrics that we don't hit on Long Island right now. Uh, and that is the new hospitalizations every day, a three-day rolling average and keeping that down uh, below two per 100,000. And they did a survey to look at where they're coming from. And they were a little bit surprised to find out they're not essential employees. Right. The thought was these are going to be people who are working. But the truth is most of the people coming into the hospitals are, are the ones who are home. Yeah. So that has to tell you that there's not enough People aren't taking enough precaution right. even at home. Who's coming to visit them? Are they doing, you know, you know, all the hand washing? Are you wearing masks? Now, a lot of people are doing that, but, but clearly uh, there's more work that needs to be done there. You know, we're talking about reopening the economy, We've, and we have to put all the safety and protective measures in place, and we're working on that. But we also have to then think about isolating and having special precautions for the people who are most vulnerable, even after we reopen right. the economy. Yeah. How, I mean, it's just crazy how this is even happening. Every We were told right. to stay home and we've been doing that. Right. And now more people that are following the rules are going into the hospital. Why? Is there a reason, like, are the hospitals saying what's triggering it or what's bringing it on? Well, it's still, it's important to keep in perspective. It's still much less than it was or would have been. Right. It's just it's not um, it's not as low as where it needs to be uh, for us to to not be running a significant risk of a second wave. And it's just counterintuitive. We're thinking that the people who were uh, in the hospitals and the first responders were, were would probably be predominantly where these were coming. Maybe grocery store workers, essential workers. Right. But it seems they're taking precautions and. The, the maybe the segment of the population that's not taking enough precaution, even while they're home, yeah. they may be going out, they may be mixing with other families and, and going to, uh, you know, different things um, and not having those precautions in place. They're the ones who are getting it. And so it's, it's actually good to have that information because we can say to people, you have to be careful. You have to, you know, wear the face covering when you're out, uh, wash, right. wash the hands frequently and, and if you're elderly, immunocompromised, or you have a loved one like that, 
you have to be especially careful, you know, and, and many people are doing that, but, but clearly we still have some work to do there. On the phone with Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone, uh, we spoke with, with Nassau County Executive Curran earlier, and she was saying that, you know, it, it could be anywhere between like four to eight weeks before Long Island gets ready. And when you hear that eight-week, you know, portion of that sentence and you, you shudder, she doesn't believe it's going to be eight weeks, but she said there's a possibility. Are you hearing anything different in Suffolk, or are you guys kind of hand-in-hand with that four to eight-week uh, timeline? We're working very closely with uh, Nassau County, and, uh, you know, I think, people, the governor, uh, you know, they're trying to set expectations, um, you know, and to emphasize that that we are all part of the solution here. We all have a role to play in getting this right and reopening safely. Uh, But my goal is to to move us as quickly as we can, but safely. So that means uh, we have to have the contact tracing and the testing in place. Uh, We have to have the safety plans for the businesses and governments and houses of worship and, and, and all of those things in place. Uh, and, and, and then we need to, after we do all that, uh, figure out how we now isolate or p- provide special precautions for the, the people who we know this virus viciously attacks. It's, it's the elderly. It's, it's, it's people who have um, compromised immune systems. And you know, to the extent that some of those are employees, after we open up, we really have to think about how we provide special accommodations for people in those circumstances, because they're still very much at risk uh, moving forward. And we're going to reopen the economy because we need to, uh, but we need to mitigate the, the danger to the people that this can really right. impact. I hope Long Island was listening to what you just said as, as closely as I was, because all I could think to myself is, I don't envy this dude's job at all, because <laughs> I'm... I'm hearing you talk about like it's it's literally like Steve like you're a teacher and you've got four million students that you need to make sure are all ready to do the exact same thing when right. we're ready to you know go to that first day of class and and one single person not doing what's required could screw up the entire thing. I I, I, I think it's like the beginning of what you said. Uh, you said everybody basically here's what it is everybody's asking you when are we going to reopen and you just said we all play a part in this right, we right. all have a role yeah. and I think that when when you said that I uh, for some reason it's the same it's been the same conversation since the beginning but today I don't know why just now when you said that it was like this everybody's asking you and right. and all the politicians when are we going to open right. it's based on us it yeah. really is it's right. based on us not you guys deciding it's right. based on the people following the rules and us not rushing and i was we were talking to Curran this morning about it and i said everybody's in a rush everybody wants to get out i get it it's getting nice the summer's right here around the corner but nobody is can you know everybody's texting i can't wait to do this the beaches are opening where where are you going because right. My mom, I said earlier, has MS. I am not in a rush to go and possibly put myself and my family in a compromised situation. Right. So you could open all the things you want. I'm staying right here. This is where I will remain until I know that the air that I'm breathing is is safe. That's exactly right. And it's about protecting your mom. And it's about protecting all the other people who uh, are at significant risk here while we reopen the economy. So this is... This is all about balancing risk, um, uh, but we know the things that, that will work. Uh, w- when we reopen the economy and we have um, 
contact tracing in place where we have hundreds of people tracking down these cases. So, and we have rapid testing where we're testing everybody immediately. And we're coming back and we're wearing face coverings and we are social distancing and we have PPE in, in the workplace and we're taking measures to, to take temperatures and things like that. We're putting in plans in the summertime to, um, you know, have the summer experience different than we've ever had before protected, but where you can still do those things. We put all that in place. We're going to be in a much better place than we were at the start of this when we had no testing, no idea the virus was here. No one was wearing a mask. In fact, at the beginning of this process, everybody was saying, uh, you know, the CDC was saying, no, don't wear masks. It's not helpful. It, it, it's really a measure of how, how much we didn't understand about this virus and how uh, little prepared we were for it. But we can reopen uh, in a, as safe a way as possible and be in a much better place than we were last time. But we then, after that, still need to protect the people who are most vulnerable. On the phone with Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone. Uh, before we let you go, it's National Nurses Week. We've been celebrating since yesterday, taking calls, people shouting out nurses left and right. You got anything you want to say to Long Island nurses this morning, Steve? Well, I can't, I mean, can't thank them enough. They, at a, at a moment of time when everybody thought that this was going to overwhelm the hospital system, the nurses, we talk about this being a war, they literally are the frontline warriors in that battle, they were out front, and they not only prevented the hospital systems from being overwhelmed, they saved countless lives because of their their bravery and their courage and their willingness to put their own safety at risk to help others. So we cannot say enough thanks to them. All right. Steve Ballone, uh, how close are we on the Ballone family barbecue, virtual uh, barbecue on Instagram? <laughs> we're, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> I'll have to give you an update next time. Yeah, will we, will we hit phase one before <laughs> or after the barbecue? <laughs> Uh, I think it's probably going to be after. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. All right, Steve. Stay well. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great Thursday. Thank you, guys. You too. Bye. Bye. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.